Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Straight Shot. My name is Jennifer Bennett, and with me, as always, is the lovely B. Zachary Bennett. Hello, hello. Today, we have a guest in the house. Hello, guest. Hello. We have Will Shields from Comcast Media Advertising in studio with us today. How are you? Welcome. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Comcast. Well, I've been at Comcast for uh, about six years, and before that, I was in the radio industry for about 20 years here in Atlanta. That so. explains the radio voice. Yes. <laughs> always wanted to be a DJ. There you go. Oh, wiki, wiki, really? <laughs> but, in, but instead, I'm doing a podcast and selling TV spots. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's maturity for you. Okay, and uh, well, we love Will. We love that you're here. Thank you for playing with us today. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that an agency media rep does for Reformation uh, Productions is we he helps us to maintain the overall viewership, data offerings, and everything that we offer to our clients. They are our first point of contact when gathering information to determine how we conduct media buys for our clients. We reach out to people like Will to gather the necessary information to ensure that we are making the best, most effective media buy possible for our clients' businesses. So thank you. Thank you for being here. So Zachary, with all of that being said, why did you ask Will to join us here today? <laughs> I'm wondering the same thing. <laughs> well, uh, I was in a meeting with Will uh, the other day about a client uh, media buy that we have coming up. Um, and he started sharing some new things with me. And I thought, hey, it would be beneficial if we kind of shared those things with audi- our audience here on the show. Um, and so put it together. Here he is. Welcome. Thank you very much. How many times can you be welcomed at the beginning welcome. of one show? I, I would say I feel very welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Uh, all right. So kind of to, to to set some things up for our audience, because we talk about all the different aspects of, uh, of marketing here. Let's just define some terms. So advertising is the use of purchased media to communicate your business to an audience, whether it's print, TV, uh, radio, internet, social media, whatever the method is. It is using purchased media, that is time if you're on the radio or TV, or space if you're in the newspaper. We call that buying space. So it's purchasing media to communicate your your business. Advertising is one of the many different uh, marketing strategies that businesses use. Uh, to bring awareness to um, targeting uh, a specific consumer audience. So um, advertising is purchased media. Uh, Public relations is unpurchased media. Uh, But that is seriously a whole nother podcast all by itself as far as what what PR is. And then we talked a lot, uh, well, we have talked a little bit in previous podcasts about the importance of video and the relativity of video in making... um, in, in marketing businesses. So this is not a new thing, video. No. People have been using video to market their businesses for years. And it has been considered the number one avenue in uh, advertising since the invention of the TV, yes. I would imagine. <laughs> um, so before that, it was radio. And before that, it was 
print. It was print, yeah. Uh, times change. Technology continues to change how we live our lives. Um, the internet has completely changed uh, the print industry. Uh, one of the places that I worked at uh, early on in my career um, had a subdivision in the in the company that was yellow page marketing. Well, used to be everybody in Atlanta got the yellow pages every year. Yellow pages. Now the yellow pages are online so the internet completely changed the directory industry but newspapers as well it's completely changed things uh mp3s and the internet changed the radio industry people no longer listen to um music on their radio anymore now you listen to talk shows on your radio uh and cable tv changed uh the broadcast station-based uh tv advertising and now uh, online media habits are further changing all of the above. So everything keeps changing all the time. Um, cable TV has always been a quick adopter of the ever-changing uh, industry. Uh, when broadcast TV advertising first came out, uh, one of the benefits of it being a, a network, uh, for those of you that, that don't know kind of how that all happened, uh, ABC, CBS, and NBC were the three big ones. Um, and they were basically, they, they call them a network. And the reason why is they were a network of owned TV stations throughout the country. So Atlanta had a station, Columbus had a station, Charlotte had a station. And they were networked together. They were all owned by the network, ABC, CBS, whoever it was. Um, and so what you could do in advertising at that time is you could buy Atlanta because you would purchase on that Atlanta TV station. Um, and so it gave us the ability to either buy the entire network which is, you know, everybody, or a specific uh, city. Now, when cable came along, which uh, those of you that are my age remember when cable came along pretty heavy in the 80s, um, it changed things because now not only could you buy demographic, but pay television was coming out, HBO, Cinemax, all of those were brand new. Now we're flooded with a million and one different channels. Uh, but one of the things that was good for advertising is we could now target our advertising not necessarily by network, ABC, CBS, NBC, but by show, by channel, and by zip code. And that was huge because the way that these cable stations were run, you could purchase by zip code. Um, and so that was very, very beneficial to us on the marketing side of things. So uh, a little bit more about the, the benefits of, of cable advertising. One of the challenges that we have uh, in marketing is getting your message, you the business owner, your message in front of the right people. It's one thing to get it in front of everybody. It's another thing to get in front of, of the right people so that we're not wasting money. We've been using cable advertising for our clients for this very reason for many years um, because we not only determine what our clients' brands are and how they should differentiate themselves uh, in the marketplace, which is a big piece of what we do, uh, but we also do the consumer targeting and the consumer research side of things as well. That tells us our um, customers target, so our customers' customers. It tells us their lifestyle, where they live, work, and play, what they like, what they dislike, what their media habits are, what they watch, why they watch them. So we get a lot of information from that side, the consumer research side as well. With that information, we can then, when it comes to television advertising, is we can, okay, we you can use it to select which network should we be on, which TV TV shows, what times, what geographic areas, uh, so that when we run their advertising, we hit that target very specifically. 
um, we are also able to prioritize those channels based on viewership. So we ask somebody like Will here, what is the viewership of this channel during this time of day? He can tell us and we can say, oh, this is a great channel, but nobody's watching it don't run there or it's doing better and it helps us prioritize whatever it is we're going to buy. Doing this saves us from wasting our clients' marketing budget, that's their money, uh, by putting our message in front of an audience that's in the right, that is the right fit for our client uh, and their business. Cable TV has been very instrumental in helping us to kind of meet that challenge. Um, I don't know if you have ever sat with somebody on this side of the table and talked about why we use you. But <laughs> well, we is, appreciate that you do. What, what is your, your input into the way that that agencies have, have used cable advertising? Well, you bring up a very good point. You know, when you look at the evolution of television from when it was network television and, and you know, really started off with must-see TV and people really felt that Walter Cronkite on the nightly news was mm-hmm. – the way to advertise and reach people because everybody watched that. Nowadays, people don't watch the way they used to. So when you take that and you have all of these different networks with all of this different content and now with all of these different distribution platforms, the way people are consuming has changed so much that it's important for marketers and advertisers to change the way they buy media because the way they bought media in the past is got to change because like you said earlier people are changing their viewing habits so if you don't uh, market properly to them and take the data into account and listen to the expertise of your um, not only your your ad agency but your uh, media rep as well you're going to end up probably wasting some of your money and not reaching the target that you want when i was growing up um, i'm a child of the 80s and we used to where i lived we didn't have cable tv but that's how long ago it was. So, because I lived out in the country, we didn't have cable TV. We had uh, two, five, and eleven, and channel seventeen. And and on a rainy day, you might be able to get sixty nine. And we used to stay up late. I remember when Michael Jackson's video Thriller came on. It was coming on like eleven o'clock at night on one of the main channels because they had a show for um, for music videos at the time and I stayed up all night long so that I could watch the when that video was first uh, premiered because there was no cable TV there was no MTV which I doesn't Comcast own MTV no uh, Time Warner no, does yes yeah, Time Warner but um, MTV was one of the, Wait, the they first. They used to play music on MTV. They did. They <laughs> used to play music Sorry, on MTV. Sorry, I'm a 90s kid. Uh, but it was one of the first. They things. used to have VJs too. Yeah. What? It's one of the first things to impact my life as far as, as recognizing that it was a TV channel for people my age, right? Because everything else was for everybody or for your parents. So just with the onset of, of pay television, you got this niche programming mm-hmm. that is, is exactly Well, think about what we're CNN, about. ESPN. You know, a, a long time ago, you used to have sport ca- sportscasters mm-hmm. on the nightly news that would give you the scores and everything else. Yeah, they still exist, but they're really not as impactful or as important as they used to be because you've got ESPN, you've got sports radio, you got the internet to get instant scores, um, and and especially with the twenty four hour news cycle that Fox News, CNN, MSNBC offer. I mean, yeah, you know, the news cycle is a twenty four hour situation now, whereas before you used to have to wait till the eleven o'clock news or the six o'clock news. So mm-hmm. you know, again, it goes back to viewership habits where sure. they used to everybody tuned in. Me, my parents used to watch the six o'clock news and then the seven o'clock news every single night. 
I don't do that anymore. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, it's important that advertisers realize that as we've evolved um, technologically as well as content-wise and distribution-wise, that they've just got to change the way they reach these consumers. Television, like you said earlier, is still a very, very powerful medium. I mean, people, there's more content now than's ever been out there before. It's distributed across all kinds of different devices. I don't care if it's on your, you know, television in your living room or your smartphone or your tablet or your laptop computer, but uh, people are watching video more so than they ever have. Right. Um, and, and with that has come fragmentation. To your earlier point, it's harder and harder to find these folks. So that's why you really have to take a deep dive and, and look at the data, figure out who your consumer is, and then work with a company like Comcast to try and find out where those consumers are, are viewing and following those eyeballs. Do you remember the OJ Chase? Of course. Okay, so those of you that that are unaware of what was actually going on on the business side of things that was during, in 94? The, during the OJ case, CNN was new and people were laughing at them because nobody was going to watch the news 24 hours a day. And then OJ went on this all-day-long police chase. And Driving a hot people, 35 miles People an hour. started, be, they could tune into it. Because it was on the full-time live updated coverage where you could actually see what was going on in real time. And they actually, other channels, uh, network stations, were changing what they were watching to show you OJ in the corner of the TV. Um, I think the... Um, little pop-up thing. Pop one, up. Of, one of the, um, what's it called? The uh, March Madness or whatever was going on at the time. Um, sports, yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the championship games for... Um, for baseball, or not baseball, basketball, <laughs> sports, and uh, and they actually cut from the championship game because OJ had become such hot news at the time. Not to mention, David Hasselhoff was doing a killer concert in Munich, Germany, <laughs> that was pay per view. The bless his heart, he got cut from that. Oh poor guy! Also, and I think in September they hassled the Hoff. They yes. did hassle the Hoff. September, uh, sept- 9-11. September, mm-hmm. they. Um, I think wasn't nine eleven the birth of the ticker tape news thing oh, that goes along the bottom? Because I think I people know. needed constant updates no matter what they yeah. were watching. I mean, you see that now, right, all the time. All Every the story time. constantly to the point where some people just get overloaded, especially during the election cycle mm-hmm. and the way the political climate is. People have had enough and are tuning to more entertainment. They to want to. Just they want to break. Relax, from it. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, I guess the, the the point that we're trying to make with all of this is that um, technology changes our habits, and our habits change. Technology. The reason why they have that uh, that tape that that goes across the bottom of the screen now um, is to keep people involved in what's going on in a real time basis, which we couldn't do before. Technology made it where we could do that. CNN is here um, because technology has made it, and, and the industry has grown to a point where we could have a station like that on uh, on pay television. And now nowadays. Everybody has pay television. Everybody has cable TV. Uh, we used to have an antenna that we put on top of our roof. I'm sure some rural places um, may still live off of the, the antenna, but nobody I know has doesn't have cable TV. The things people will do to avoid paying for. <laughs> but, yeah. Comcast. Well, not only that, you know, pe- people have um, 
what we call we call them um, cord stackers. So instead of you know you've heard the term cord cutters, where everybody sure. there's this misperception that everybody's cut the cord. We have these cord stackers now, who are people that have uh, I think it's like 56 percent of people now, in addition to their cable or satellite, they've got Amazon Prime or they've sure. got Netflix or they've got Hulu or these other services on top, the other OTT services on top. Just more choices to sure. be able to, to, to view oh, video. Yeah, people can't get enough. So yeah. let's let let's talk about that. Uh, now with the TV habits of our society changing, people are moving offset to online. And cable TV, again, is meeting this challenge uh, very well. Now this is new. Um, this doesn't replace the viability of traditional uh, cable TV advertising for some audiences, but getting in front of that curve with where the the, the society is leading uh, our industry is important. Um, and so there are a lot of things that uh, Comcast specifically is doing. The reason why Will is here. Oh, that, that is that is, why? <laughs> that is branching beyond just your your box top um TV, where you have you know you have the little cable box that sits on top of your TV and it tells you what time it is and what channel you're watching. Uh, there's people like you were mentioning that have they have um, they're doing DVR and they have Roku and they have all these other things and you can I mean you can watch HBO on your phone now. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the change and the things sure. that Comcast is doing to be very you know proactive in that area. Well, you know one of the things that we've decided that has to be done and, and advertisers have to do this as well is really to follow the eyeball so you know you talked about somebody being able to watch HBO on their phone well that person's probably watching it maybe on their phone sometimes while they're waiting in their car to pick up their kid in, in carpool and then they come home and they might watch it on their big screen TV in their living sure. room and then they might watch something on their, their laptop um, while they're in bed getting ready to go to sleep so you know that's one person in, in, in one day with three different devices so it's really following those eyeballs it's it's to the point where it's almost agnostic in terms of what uh, service you buy from the standpoint of you want to just buy um, one network or you want to buy just set-top box television or you want to buy just streaming because people consume media all kinds of different ways and it's not it's not a mutually exclusive thing where somebody just watches mobile video or somebody just watches on the TV anymore. So with that said, what Comcast has, has really realized is that in order to reach these consumers, we need to have multiple points of distribution. So if you're watching on your phone, like I said, picking up your kid or you know what, you're live streaming a baseball game game uh, while you're at your son's little league game. Not that I'd ever do that. <laughs> while you're at your daughter's dance recital, sure. you're watching the Braves on, uh, on so, your phone. Right. So no one does that. No, never. Of course. Well, you know what? It used to be somebody was had headphones in and was listening to the radio. On the radio, that's right. right. Now now people can, can stream it and watch it live. So, you know, if that's a perfect example. If, if an advertiser feels that they don't need to uh, buy, quote unquote, streaming video, they're going to miss out on that opportunity. Um, and then if you take people that are now looking at, at televisions and, and have maybe cut the cord and they're consuming their uh, media on a, on a Roku device, if, if you don't buy streaming, you're not going to hit those people either. Um, so there's so many more choices now, and it's really important that you, you take a look. Um, and the, the other piece of this is the data. You know, long time ago, uh, when Nielsen started off, there was just adults, men, women, 
2554 was the golden standard. Take a minute and explain to people what Nelson, because a lot of people don't know what what Nielsen is. Nielsen is the kind of industry standard for measuring audiences, um, both television and radio now. They bought uh, Arbitron, which is the old rating service. So when we talk about the Nielsen numbers, that's what most ad agencies live and die by, is they buy rating points. That's what we live and die by, or we did for a long time, as well as broadcast stations. Um, it depends on you know where the ratings are. That's what programmers make their decisions in terms of keeping programs on the air, depending on, on how the ratings do. Um, so Nielsen was the standard bearer for television measurement. So with that information, advertisers would make a decision as to what television programs or networks to buy. And they would look at demographics like men 25 to 54. Well, there's a big difference between a 25-year-old male and a 55-year or a 54-year-old man. Sure. I mean, completely different in terms of consumer behavior, lifestyle, stage in life, income levels, everything. So you're taking a very, very broad stroke. Mm-hmm. So what's happened now is in, in this digital age, we can take all of this data that we've got and we have been working on putting this together and rolling it out to our advertisers and to our ad agencies so that they can make much more targeted buys. And instead of trying to reach a 25 or 54-year-old male, you can reach somebody who's in the market for a minivan, or you can reach somebody who's specifically in the market right now for a truck and deliver an ad directly to them as opposed to just throwing something against the canvas and seeing if it sticks. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, I know that you know the, the more detailed that data can get, um, the more precisely we can tune in to what it is we're, we're trying to reach for our clients. So that's very important. Well, one of the, you know, one of the hard things, too, is, is you, know, you, know, you can get so bogged down in the data because there's so much of it out there, not only on the digital side of things, but now with our set-top box. So I'll give you an example. I was talking about Nielsen earlier. You know, Nielsen has about uh, 800 meters in the market, and those are the... Um, devices that use to, to track viewing habits, all right? So they use a panel of 800 people and then they make all these decisions for the millions of people that live in, in Atlanta. What Comcast and the other cable providers are, are now doing is taking that set-top box. So we're taking 760,000 homes, all of that data, and we're aggregating it for us to use internally to share with our advertisers. But we've also developed a, a relationship with Nielsen so we can kind of help supplement some of their ratings as well. And we're just really giving them the adult 2554 age and gender. We're not giving them the really good stuff that we've got, like the <laughs> you want to buy a car or what kind of house you live in or where you live, that sort of thing. Yeah, everything is becoming uh, data-based. I know that a lot of the, the social media uh, and Google uh, they're constantly trying to to gather data from us. Now, uh, with social media, it's easy because you have to fill out a profile. Matter of fact, this is the exact reason why Zuckerberg went to uh, the yeah, Congress. People are getting in so, many, so much trouble uh, these days. But they collect a profile on you, and then they can track what can track what your habits are, and then advertisers can then t- use what you've said to target those things. Uh, and now Google is doing it. Now Google has lost Google Plus. Can we all take a moment and say goodbye? No, because nobody ever nobody, used it. Nobody used it. So, <laughs> Google They're Plus. coming out with Google Business Google now, Plus is now dead. Um, uh, officially as of. What about MySpace? A couple of weeks ago. MySpace is not dead. It's still going. But it might as it's well amazing, be. amazing, right, yes. It is. Um, 
But uh, on YouTube, Google owns YouTube, for those of you that may not know, um, you can see now when you're going through videos, they'll have a survey that pops up and they're asking you questions. What they're doing is making a profile of you based on that information so that they can then use it to target advertisers. And I know a lot of people are super scared. Big Brother, oh no, oh no, what are you going to do with my information? My thing isn't even... The truth is... It's to make your advertising make sense to you. You know That's what, all it's though? For. You know what, though? I have to say something real quickly I about can, that. I see it in your eyes. <laughs> so, Facebook has been on my short list of thing of, uh, of angry list today. Of recently, sorry, Facebook has been on my poop list lately because you, you did it though. You know what? You can fight over that later. <laughs> but the idea is is that, and I'm not going to get into specifics, but okay, I will. But I will say that Facebook, I have seen uh, advertisements in my Facebook feed lately that are offensive to me. And I don't mean offensive as in, you know, graphic images, uh, you know, stereotypically offensive things. I mean, they are assuming I am a kind of person that I am not, (laughs) that I am interested in kinds of things that I am not, that my body shape might be something (laughs) that I do not feel that it is. And... um, so Facebook has decided that these are the ads that fit my behaviors, my profile. Yes. I'm a little upset by it. Well, you can't it's not just Facebook. Because Facebook is partnered with Amazon, and I'm sure Google has worked in there somewhere, and they share information back and forth. I mean, if they're going to big you, brother me, they should do it in a if, flattering way. If you look for <laughs> something on Amazon, Chances are really good that when you go to Facebook, an ad for whatever you looked up is going to be in your Facebook feed. Well, and I've seen that, and that makes perfect sense to me. You know, that's creepy. The Big Brother thing is certainly yeah, creepy. Sure. But the um, the ads that come up that insinuate they know what like my body size is, you know, uh, or you, what my style is. Some sometimes they're right as far as like, oh, you know, you might be interested in this type of clothing, and I'm like, ooh, I like that, you know. And then sometimes I'm like, what? You what? You think I'm a what? And then I get really upset, and then I and then I flag it, and then I say it's offensive, and then I tell it Facebook to shame on you, and it it just happens all over again. You might have clicked on something that you did not mean to click on that triggered all of that. Why it's got to be my fault? <laughs> Anyways, you have anything else to say as far as the the digital stuff that you've added? So I don't really have much to add other than it's just important that people look and and do things a little bit differently. As consumer behavior has changed, you got to make sure to change your marketing strategy as well. Now, you've also partnered with people that aren't Comcast. That's correct. So let's talk about that. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, in addition to being a cable uh, provider, we also provide internet to a lot of people, if you didn't know that, um, through, really? through Xfinity. I know. It's a shocker, right? Um, they own the world. Yeah, so uh, through a partnership with that, as well as our partnership with, with Freewheel, which is, which is another company that helps aggregate and distribute um, digital media, we have been able to really reach folks that are non-Comcast customers. So we're, we're really agnostic. If you're watching um, 
Dish TV or Sling or your uh, streaming ESPN. It doesn't matter who your provider is. We can still reach you because we figure that that's important because people use different types of, of services to get their, their media. Um, I mean, that's not true in all cases. We don't, we don't have a partnership with, with YouTube television or Hulu, but with most of the other um, streaming uh, applications out there, we can, we can reach those folks. Hulu's quite picky, if I recall. They, they have a lot of restrictions. Mm-hmm. And they're really expensive. They have they have restrictions as far as on the advertiser side, you that you have to guarantee them a certain amount of money before they'll even look at you. Yeah, um, it's unbelievable how expensive it is. You know, this is kind of changing subjects, but but along those lines, one of the other big things that people felt that they needed to buy was just primetime television. Right. You know, and now with streaming, especially when you're pulling on demand streaming, you're watching video on demand. Primetime doesn't really exist anymore, right? Because we're delivering these impressions and they're guaranteed when people are watching. So it doesn't matter what time. People always will say, well, what time will my streaming spots be on? I, I don't know because it depends on when, when the person it. that we're targeting is tuning in and watching. That's when their ad's going to run. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because and I was just thinking uh, along those lines, you know, people used to do the on-demand or the DVR so they could fast-forward through commercials, so they could stream a show and not have to watch commercials, or Netflix, or uh, Hulu, so they could kind of avoid the whole commercial thing. Well, now, I mean, when you're on, I don't know if you guys at home realize that when you're on an on-demand show or even um, something you've DVR'd, it says some some features of your DVR may not function, like fast-forward. That's right. And you're, yeah. you can rewind. They so, want you to rewatch that all you want, but you can't fast-forward. So one of the things that, that uh, we've decided kind of as an industry as and because of technology, DVR usage has actually gone down over the last couple of years. And the reason behind that is uh, with cloud-based uh, programming, we can store all of these programs. Xfinity yeah, on, can, d- on demand. So everything's on demand. And with the on-demand stuff, we're, you're right. What we try to do is because we know people are there to watch a program, limit the number of commercials that are there. Right. And then and then as we get more into more of this data, it's going to be hopefully a commercial that's going to be of interest to you as the viewer that you're not going to want to fast-forward through it. Yeah. Not, not, right. not that you could. Sure. <laughs> it's okay, it though, because to your point, though, there's still fewer. Because I remember, you know, watching primetime shows, it seemed like there were so many commercials. Sure. And now when you do on demand, you do still have some, but they're very few. You know, I was reading an article the other day that, that talked about live television viewing, and it said because of social media, a couple of reasons, um, sports still continues to be watched pretty heavily live. Mm-hmm. Uh, news, obviously, live. But, but what surprised me was a lot of the reality television uh, is, oh, the Bachelor is, is, and yeah, stuff is, like is that is consumed live, and that's because of social media. Because everybody's on They'll Instagram or or Twitter or Facebook. I hate the and Bachelor. They, and they feel Game like, of Thrones is the same thing. Yeah. The, people could the DVR, spoilers, it, but yeah. if they DVR it, somebody at work will tell them about it. That's right. So it, it, I found that one pretty interesting because everybody knows news and, and sports, but you know some of these other programs are DVR proof as well. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like American Idol, when I'm, sure. well, I guess it's coming back, but some of these it's shows, back. It's, it's is, back. It, yeah. is it? Is it? Are you? Are you? Are you watching it religiously right now? Well, no, I just heard it from my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. But yeah, you know, the people can't. People can't stand not knowing who wins yeah. or who gets who makes the cut. And one of the things that you know, when when advertising on radio, TV, either one first came out, um, what people didn't understand is that without those commercials that people love to fast forward over, that show wouldn't exist because 
the shows are there because of how many advertisers mm-hmm. they can bring. So if you fast forward through all your commercials, you're biting the hand that you're watching. <laughs> yeah, ask Roseanne. <laughs> I have yeah. to tell my wife that all the time when she tries to fast forward through commercials. <laughs> I tell her she's taking money out of my pocket. That's right. She's going to take your job. Right. But I mean, you've got shows like Roseanne um, who shoot themselves in the foot and they get their advertisers dropped. And yeah. 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 It happens all the time. Pulled. All the sponsors Fox, pulled out of her shows. Fox News, CNN, somebody says something. Fox News gets stuff That's pulled all the time. Yeah, right, right. They can't help but shoot them. They don't have any feet left. <laughs> but yeah, Roseanne's kind of a big one that sticks out right now. And then the Connors came back and different advertisers jumped on board for that. Sure. Well, same thing. That's what saved Last Man Standing. Oh, yeah. You know, people fans. were like, nobody's going to, to watch your show. Then all the fans spoke up and they were in the people that, you know, aligned their target with who those fans were brought the show back. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, the other thing, too, you know, you talked about how, how advertising keeps these shows on the air. You know, th- there is a, a segment of the streaming population that are watching Amazon and, and Netflix, sure. which um, aren't able to, you're not able to advertise to those folks anyway. But I what know. we've seen is what I, research. I, I've tried. Yeah, <laughs> what, what research has shown is that a lot of those folks uh, are heavy, heavy video consumers. So <coughs> chances are very, very good that they're not exclusively watching Amazon Prime or exclusively watching Netflix. Those guys are still very uh, capable of being reached. Oh, yeah. Well, they still I'll, have a show. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, since you're here, one of uh, since you're here, I'm going to gripe about um, uh, cable TV for a minute. Oh, good. I'm sure you get this all the time. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to On Demand... Right? Yep. It's very simple. I'm going through and I want to figure out what it is I want to watch. When I first got, you know where I'm going. I do. When I first got uh, my in my new house, when I first got my cable TV, I could go through and it was, oh, these are the, and it had little graphics so I could see what the movie were. Now it's just words. And most of the time it's abbreviated words. <laughs> He's very I can't upset tell. By this. I can't. I mean, it, the descriptions are like one line. They don't tell me who's in it. I can't search by uh, by actor. Uh, by actor. I can't. It's very difficult for me to decide what I'm going to watch. I started like three movies yesterday, and five minutes in, I realized I'd already seen it. And I shut it down and picked a new one. Do you have the uh, Xfinity voice remote? No. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> you can They're do that with that? You voice, out of voice activated. Hey, you can hit a button and you can uh, stay aligned from a movie. Like life is like a box of chocolates. You know what? You're gonna have Forrest Gump show up on your television. That's creepy. Yes. I mean, cool. Technology, <laughs> technology. Um, but yeah, you know, just like anybody, I, I, uh, I, I, I like to watch movies. I like movies. I like. There's certain TV shows that I like to. I am one of those people that are waiting for Game of Thrones to come out, which is HBO. But you guys sell HBO, so you're good. Yes, no commercials on HBO, but um, again... HBO people, has their own commercials pe- 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 on HBO. <laughs> yeah, right. pe- people who are watching HBO watch a lot of other things, too. But yeah, you know, I mean, what is it? They had, uh, was it Bud Light? Yeah, the co-branded the, the ad. Co-branded, yeah, Super lots, yeah, lots, I mean, lots of co-branded stuff. People that are watching that are buying Bud Light and watching the Super Bowl and, you know, the co-branding. You know, so, something else that we've seen is a lot of people are 
on their device, looking at their device, watching television at the same time. Or I know as crazy as it sounds, but I got uh, two teenage kids at home. I'll sit there and I'm watching a program and they both got their earbuds in and they're yeah. streaming something on their iPad. So, Absolutely. you know, we got all, uh, yeah, all three different programs going on with three different people sitting in the same yeah. room. I, or they'll have one earbud in right. and one ear to the TV and one ear to whatever electronic device they have. And I just, how, it makes me schizo just multitasking at it. like never before. <laughs> if that's um, what you want to call it. Tell me about the, the other things that, I mean, obviously you can play commercials, but. Um, aren't there some sort of, of uh, like banner ads and stuff that you guys can do through um, the sure. on-demand and all that? Sure, absolutely. We've got uh, lots of different ways to, to reach consumers, not just video, um, but with, with our banner ads that we've got on our – we've got takeover opportunities when people sign into their email through Xfinity.com. I mean, you know, that's one of the big ways that we can reach consumers because you can make a splash. You can have uh, a co-branded takeover with an HGTV. So, for instance, if there's a new house hunters season that's going to start and you wanted to put or, or promote your real estate company, you could co-brand that on the Xfinity.com uh, takeover page for 24 hours. Combine that with a video campaign and you've kind of you've got a, a multi-tiered sure. uh, way to reach consumers. Um, so, so that's really, but but for the most part, you know what we've really focused in on is is video and taking the data that we've now got and assimilating that d- data to 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 create better, smarter buys. Yeah, efficient efficient dollars. Absolutely, because you know, like I said at the very beginning, the days of just throwing something against the wall, seeing what sticks. Sure, you don't need to do that yeah. anymore. I mean, I think traditionally cable advertising, cable TV commercials, are seen as a very expensive form of media. Mm-hmm. And so when people are saying, "Oh, I can't afford a TV commercial," and and there are times when maybe that's that is right, but. I mean, with the way that you can target in so closely to what your demographic is, I mean, it's really amazing. And you can save a bunch of money that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you can still reach a lot of people if you need to do that, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, In our last episode, uh, we talked a lot about how important video is. Particularly, we were talking about internet and uh, social media video. But now with this this new offering from uh, Comcast where you can get the, the digital uh, side of things, um, the same thinking now applies to uh, entertainment viewing. It's the same really targetable um, strategies and theories. Well, I think we're getting close to a straight shot from you. So before we head into that, let's take a moment. Let's pause. And here's some advertising. Here's this here from our sponsors. Let's hear some from our sponsors. So just uh, hang back with us uh, for about a minute or two, and uh, we'll be right back. All righty. Introducing Napa Auto Care Centers. Napa, a trusted leader in the automobile industry, has joined together with the top auto repair centers in Atlanta to bring you Napa Auto Care Atlanta. Top local certified mechanics backed by the national power of Napa. Call 1-844-NAPA-ATL or visit NapaAutoCareAtlanta.com to find the location nearest you. Napa Auto Care Centers. The parts you trust are now the shops you rely on. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight-line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions. Think in straight lines. 
Welcome back. <laughs> I promised it wouldn't be very long. Um, so, Zachary, the time has now come for you to deliver your straight shot. Do you have one for me? We still have to come up with some sort of exciting... Straight shots! <laughs> Is that exciting? <laughs> do that. Um, yes, yes, I do. Um, a lot of uh, business owners don't think that they can afford uh, TV advertising. Um, but as we talked about in the uh, episode before this, um, video costs from a production standpoint have, have come down. Um, and now, if you do your homework um, and you you know you do the brand development, you do the consumer research up front, you can take advantages of these opportunities like cable TV um, that are out there without having to worry about wasting. Uh, your precious marketing budget. We definitely understand how precious marketing budget uh, is. And we actually get mad at our clients if they waste their own money <laughs> because yes. it limits what we're able to, to do for them. Not so, everybody needs a billboard on I-285. Um, right. But, uh, but you are able to now afford uh, to do TV advertising as long as you do it the right way. You still have to know what's available. You have to know, you know what relationships do you need to, to to have in place what questions do you need to ask somebody like will so that you can make the most strategic use out of any marketing tool including advertising you know it's it's interesting it made me think of a story that mm -hmm. you've told in the past about a client that you we've had that uh bought cable advertising very haphazardly and ended up not was it cable or was it print uh, the the story that that I'm thinking you're going of was uh, was print. Oh, it was, was it AJ, print? AJC. Mm. Okay, uh, never mind. Well, the it's the same sort of thing is true with uh, with. But people were with calling that cable though. Yeah, if yeah. you um, we get. Um, hmm. Zachary's making the face of where he doesn't want to give too much information. Well, no, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go there or not. And, and I'm going to. Ooh. If it doesn't come out well, we'll cut it. Um, Here's it. The one of the problems that that people have with sales reps, which Will is a sales rep, so uh, but Will I, is lovely, and I am constantly telling our clients that that I will fight for you in the face of sales reps. So I'm like being honest and talking right here in front of one. I appreciate it. Um, one of the things that that you have to watch out for with sales reps, or them trying to get their commission and sell you on something that you don't need. Uh, and one of the things that, that we do uh, as an agency is we will go to bat for our clients because they're naive. They don't know the ins and the outs of, of everything that they're asking for. We do. And we develop relationships with sales reps like Will here, where Will knows that I'm not going to take any crap from Will. And so, and I'm not, I'm not going to dish it out for you. Uh, Will's not a crap so, disher. So we have this mutual respect back and forth because I have to trust him and he has to trust me. And because of that, what we're really trying to do is do what's best for our client. What we don't want is a client buying the, you know, the entire Atlanta Metro on every single channel and half of their money going to to people that aren't their their customers, which is what you were talking about with the AJC that we had. Uh, we had a client this is print. We had a client with the AJC that uh, they were talked into running uh, an ad um, in the Atlanta Journal of Constitution. This has been several years ago. Um, and the sales rep was like, we're the number one newspaper in Atlanta. 
and they are. It's true. But they they ran this. They were talked into running this ad, and it was very expensive because you know AJC. And uh, they ran it, and they got tons of responses. They, they were like, "Oh, this is so great! We're getting all this response." The problem is, and I don't have a, a visual here to show you, but say this is Atlanta. The palm um, of his hand. Yeah, this is Atlanta. They were getting, um, you know, responses from here, 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 here. And their coverage area was right there. Just the pinky. So everything, that, all the responses they got outside of their service mm-hmm. area was wasted dollars. Mm-hmm. And that sales rep wasn't going to tell them, look, you only need to run in Marietta because you're a coffee shop. You know, so you you have to watch out for things like that. Like I said, you have to know what what's available, have a good relationship with somebody, and know what to ask so that yeah. you're smart in what you're doing. Well, you, yeah. you bring up a good point, you know, because as, as an agency, you've got the expertise, and right. as as a sales rep, especially for me working with an ad agency, it's in my best interest to make sure whatever I sell to you works for your client. And if I come in with something that's self-serving for me, but not helpful for your client, well, you're, you you're, will. Right, you're gonna you're gonna figure it out pretty quick. Sure. Um, whereas whereas a client on a, on a day to day basis might not be able to to see through that as quickly as as, as you guys would as an well, ad agency. Not only that, but I represent more than one company. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so it's sure. in Will's best interest to not bite the hand that's feeding him. That's yeah. correct. But I think I think also I mean you know and speaking of. Uh, sometimes perhaps nefarious sales you know sales reps or what have you i also think it just kind of boils down to and you mentioned it zachary the naivete of the business owner when you go directly to a sales rep you really don't know the language and even if you uh even if the sales rep is not necessarily being nefarious you still might get caught up in the lingo and not realize what you've agreed to And, and, and i think you know working with an agency uh, like like ours or or whatever with that is also working with a sales rep mm-hmm. like Mr. Will yep. here, I think you know y- you know we are adept at at telling, uh, speaking the language and using the terminology and and knowing exactly the the ins and outs of the brand and so it kind of helps cust- it helps the business owner. One of the things that that I tell people about about us is we offer a lot of things. Expertise is a, a huge piece of what we do. Creativity is a huge piece of what we do. But another piece is protection. Mm-hmm. We can protect them from themselves <laughs> and from other people that are, are just looking to to feast on whatever money they, they may have in their business. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of business owners, when they first start off, they don't know what they're doing. They're really good at making widgets. So they went into business to make widgets. Mm-hmm. And they and they don't they know don't a lot the of the time other stuff. Either. You guys are the experts and you live and breathe this stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, Will, are you on, are you an agency-only representative? You know, I can work with both clients directly and with, with agencies. My primary focus is, is dealing with ad agencies. That's what I've done for most of my career. Um, and I, I would like to back up real, real quick. And, sure. and one of the things we talked about is all of these great new ways to reach consumers. One thing that we haven't touched base on uh, is, is really brand safety. Um, because there are so many people that are producing their own uh, videos and posting them on YouTube or on all these other sure. streaming services, you just need to be careful that where you're buying your ads is going to be a brand safe place. Because you see, you know, people are making user generated content on on YouTube, and they might have something that's really, quite frankly, inappropriate that you might not want your brand associated with. Um, so, just something to check in on as well. Sure, absolutely. That Isn't that the truth? Like if you're watching a YouTube video for, I don't know. The 
the greatest showman. And then all of a sudden, like halfway through it, there, an ad pops up and you're, you have to really quick rush and turn it down because you have an eight-year-old next to you and you're like, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Be, be careful for that. Um, when you've got a um, business, uh, especially that's trying to grow and they're focusing on their core business, whether it be a coffee shop or a T-shirt maker or, you know, heck, even a... Um, you know, music teacher who wants to expand their business or a dance studio, number any number of small businesses, they're focusing on their business and what's happening inside of their business and making sure that their customers are happy and then focusing on growing. And advertising, people think, is a very easy thing to do, and it's really not. And you guys know that firsthand. So, you know, when you're sick, you go to a doctor because the doctor is the expert and can tell you what to do to get better. No, you can go to WebMD. It's oh, fine. you can do that too, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all dying of it's, cancer. It's, it's cheaper and you get what you pay for, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so if you go to an ad agency, they're the experts and they're the ones that can help you as a marketer or an advertiser or owner of a business grow your company so you can focus on what's important in keeping your customer happy and dealing with the ins and outs in your day-to-day business as opposed to having to worry about all of this other marketing and advertising and things that you can pay somebody else that yeah. is an expert. I would imagine it's it's should be easier for you as well if somebody educated on advertising is on the other end of the phone. Yeah, you know, uh, from my perspective, at at least for me and the way I've kind of built my business over over my career, it's been, you know, working directly with ad agencies because they they already understand the advertising. And if I can get them to, you know, understand what I'm trying to to do and trying to help them. And, you know, listen, there's a lot of times where what I have to offer um, might not be the right solution. I mean, there's been cases where people have come and, and their budget's, you know, not really very big. And I got to be honest with them and just tell them, hey, I'm not going to be able to achieve what you're going to, what right. you're trying to, 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 to get. So I think it's very important to be honest with folks up front. And in that particular case, as, as an ad agency, you guys can specialize and somebody's got a smaller budget. You can figure out the right place for them to go and the right place for them to put their advertising dollars. Right. What are some of the horror stories that you have from people contacting you directly but not being prepared? You know, a lot of times what, what we'll get, and, uh, you know, no offense to a, to a local business owner, but, you know, sometimes I'll get a call in and, and somebody just says, well, I want to advertise. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, what's your client? And they'll, they'll say, well, or what's your product that you're trying to advertise? They'll tell me. Say, who are you trying to reach? And they tell me, everybody. everybody. Yep. Everybody. And then, everybody that's And, and, and so, so do you want to advertise in just Atlanta? Where, you know, you want to uh, Roswell, St. Sure. Probably the whole country. Okay. Right. Um, and, then, and then, well, can you give me an idea of your budget? Thousand dollars. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> You're like, In this minute? particular case, we're, we're, listen, I can refer you to somebody that's going to be able to help, but I will give you this advice. You're not going to be able to reach everybody in the entire United States for $1,000. Even if you had a million dollars, you're not going to be reaching everybody. Sure. In there. So I, I think, you know, in a lot of cases, it's an education standpoint. And somebody like that would have been better served maybe coming to an ad agency um, to Absolutely. talk to you about your expertise because you deal with people with million-dollar budgets as well as people with, you know, $1,000 type budgets and, and everywhere in between and know all of the different avenues for um, reaching consumers. Yeah, I think, you know, I say this probably in every single podcast, but it's because it's very, very important. Know your audience. Know who your consumers truly are, where they are. Mm-hmm. And if you, uh, if you do not know the answer to that question, or you're not entirely 100% sure to the answer to that question, or you don't have the time to figure out the answer to that question, 
hire somebody. And, and you know, the, the other thing, too, is you need to figure out what it is your goal is from that advertising. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what it is from your campaign. Who are they and what do you want from them? Yeah. What, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Is it a branding thing? Are you trying to drive sales? Are you trying to, you know, yeah. get people to act immediately? I mean, and, and because media works in different ways and you're going to target your creative differently. You're going right. to buy different media for different things. And it's important and ad agencies know what to do with that, where as a, as a business owner, it's kind of tough sometimes to, to, to know how to, how to market your business. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of time or space for you to have to educate business owners right. as a sales rep on what advertising is. And honestly, a lot of our business owners don't really know the difference between marketing and advertising and sales. Yeah. Um, we spend a lot of our time, uh, for example, with the, the podcast, educating, enlightening our uh, um our audience, which is uh, mostly um, business owners, business managers, uh, there are some marketing people that you know that yeah, watch and try to, to learn things uh, from us as well. But uh, I do it here. I do um, uh, speaking engagements uh, all across the the southeast. I actually have one next week at. Um, the North Fulton plug plug uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce. This episode will probably air after that's already over. Sorry, never mind, never mind. But, <laughs> but um, Hope uh, you were there. <laughs> but yeah, we, I, I do things like that because I, I believe that the more the business owner knows, eventually that trickles down through our society. They don't make as many mistakes. We have more um, uh, free enterprise and less. Um, Big corporations doing everything for you. Um, so uh, I believe in, in empowerment of the small business owner, and the only way to do that is to uh, is to teach them. So I spend an awful lot of time uh, trying to 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 teach people that how much is involved in in what we do because it's a lot more than people think. You know, uh, I, we get people all the time. Well, can't you just? It's just a few clicks of the mouse. It's a few clicks of the mouse and several years of education in doing this. Can you just you know? do me a logo real quick. Yeah. You mean you don't just put a TV uh, commercial on TV? It doesn't just yeah. happen. No. <laughs> no. And believe it or not, yeah, I our shot this on my iPhone. Uh, can, can you just? Can you? I, can't, I don't know how to download it from my iPhone. Can you just put it on TV for me? I have a flash file. There's probably a dongle for that. You can plug it right in. <laughs> probably airdrop it to yeah, you. Right. Jeez. Well, thank you very much for thank coming you, out. Thank and you for having me. I, I, you were very I welcome. It. <laughs> and thanks for, thanks for my nifty uh, coffee mug, too. Surely, yeah, surely. see, we gave Will the, one the of official, our... official uh, straight shot coffee mug. This is what happens when you're a guest here. <laughs> you get swag. And this particular swag is a straight shot coffee mug that is dishwasher safe. Probably lim- limited edition, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Made by me. <laughs> oh, that's good. Anyways, thank you for coming out and playing with us today. Um, and I think that pretty much covers it for this episode of Straight Shot. If you want to have a mug and or be a guest, probably just to be a guest, you can't just get a mug because that's not how it works. If you want to be a guest on Straight Shot, go ahead and give us a call. The phone number is 678-825-8086, extension 300. Call that number if you uh, have a suggestion for a, a podcast coming up or anything mm-hmm. like that, you can email us, um, you can call us, you can uh, visit the Facebook. Send a carrier pigeon. Smoke signal. <laughs> um, we're totally down with all that stuff. We're marketing people. We get it. Um, and uh, yeah, if you, like I said, if you have any suggestions on things that we can talk about, uh, let us know because we're always looking for cool ideas on what works best for you guys. And uh, Otherwise, I guess we'll just see you on the other side. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. 
If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300. Or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, or directly at straightshot.net. This has been Straight Shot. Thank you.